Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films that we think may be underrated, underseen, underappreciated, or we just wanted to talk about them. I am Josh Hallam. And I'm Alice Oliver. Thank you so much for listening. And boy, do we have a special episode for you. Josh, oh, do we? tell everybody what's going on right here, right now, to mark we... this momentous occasion. Alice, I'll tell you now, because you've told me to tell people, so I'll tell you. <laughs> it is our 100th episode. That's Whoa. right. We reached a century of episodes talking about <laughs> underrated and underseen films. We've got a letter from the Queen... People ask us, Alice, they say, how, how have you made it to 100 episodes? And the answer is, we, we just kept recording episodes about films and releasing them. Just kept doing we it. We just kept yeah. doing it. Um, no one told us to stop. And ultimately, we've invested time and money into this and we'll stop when we're ready to stop. Yes, but we can go on no longer. <laughs> Will we do another 100, Alice? That's the first question. Oh, I think so. I mean, I've definitely got another 100 films on my list. Yeah. How many times are you going to subject me to Greece too? You can No, we've no, never we've I never won't. specifically said you can't pick a film twice. We've never That's actually said, true, we've never actually. actually said that. You can't Maybe I'm on laying the, the law down. Maybe on the rewatch. <laughs> Rewatching it. I'm laying the law down. We're not doing a film twice. All right, so I think that's fair enough. I think that's fair enough. So uh what are we gonna do, Alice? What are we gonna do for our hundredth episode? Are we gonna talk about a film? No. I think oh. we're gonna talk about Many films, all the not films. just any films, all, all the, the films. films that we've picked. We've yeah. got a whole bunch of categories. We thought long and hard about these listeners. We've also got a few uh, listener-suggested questions that we'll be we answering do. towards the end as well. So we're going to look back over these 100 episodes and try and decipher, you know, which is the best film, which is the worst film, and so many other fun yes. categories coming up for you. So in a minute, Alice is going to rifle off a bunch of the films and I will also rifle off some of the films. But we'll start with a random question in the spirit oh, of, of the other special episodes we've done. Alice, this is a complete surprise to you. You didn't know I was going to ask you this. I'm not going to ask you to marry me or anything like that. Sort of how it sounded oh. like it was ramping up there. Um, but I think someone, someone got my before me, Mr. Oliver. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the surprise question for you, Alice, is... Oh, go on. And you're going to hate me. <gasps> All right. Speed 2 or Grease 2. Ah, Grease 2. Grease 2. Grease 2. Grease 2. Grease 2 is a better film. I do think it is a better film and I think it has a lot more to offer. The thing with Speed 2 is 
it's just not as bad as people think it is. And it's not as bad as the, the what is it, 6% on or 4% like on Rotten Tomatoes. It was drives, something like that. Says it, it is. But no, Grease 2. So, so Speed 2, I'll, I could, I could, this could be the whole episode now. Be Grease <laughs> I have two, melted your head. <laughs> a little bit. But Gre- Grease 2, I believe, is fundamentally a good film. Right. Whereas Speed 2, I think, has many more issues but just isn't as bad as people seem to think it is and does still have some good things to offer but given how good speed one was and you know i'm i'm very generous with things like that and i'm very open-minded so like give me a sequel you know how i feel about terminator 2 i love a sequel but yeah so just they missed the mark a little bit with speed 2 but it's still not as bad as people say it is but yeah grease 2 just a, is a brilliant film and not just not just because of the marks that it got on rotten tomatoes I think it is legit a good film. Maybe it'll come okay. up in one of the categories later on. Who knows? Oh. Maybe two of the categories. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> what about you? Well, oh no, but, well, which one would you pick then, I guess? Because I haven't prepared a, a dis or dat for you. Um, uh, what would I pick? I think, to be honest, you know, both of them I thought were flawed films, but neither of them were as bad as their reputation suggests. So I you didn't you didn't hate either of them. I didn't hate you? either of them. No, okay. no. I well, think I think I actually probably thinking about it now, I think I enjoyed Speed 2 more, but I yeah. think I sort of reveled in its shit-tasticness. Yeah, shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Totally. So, so <laughs> I, I agree with what you're saying that, that Grease 2 is a probably a a better film, mm. more objectively speaking. But what did I enjoy more? I think I quite enjoyed Speed Two. You know, mm-hmm. Will and Defoe hamming Will it and up and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, so yeah, I Suck think on I, me leeches. You know, oh, there's so much to it. Oh. <laughs> His audition to play the Joker that never was. Um, oh. So yeah, I think Speed Two, from my own personal um, opinion. So let's get stuck into some awards. So before we do, Alice. We've sort of split the films down the middle to give both of our voices a rest because they've got a lot of films to read out here. Yes, indeed. So in no particular order, what films are we going to be covering? Three, two, one, go! Uh, So we are going to be covering The Damned United, Catfish, Saturday Night Fever, The Mask of Zorro, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Stuart Life, Backwards, Deep Blue Sea, Hercules, Natural Born Killers, Easy A, Tremors, Gremlins, The Way Way Back, Legend, Stardust... (gasps) The Losers, 40 Days and 40 Nights, The Commitments, Casper, Drop Dead Fred, Reign Over Me, All Dogs Go to Heaven, Edward, Speed 2, Sorry I Married an Axe Murderer, Pop Star, Minority Report, Happy Go Lucky, In the Heart of the Sea, Evolution, The Road to El Dorado, The Brother Solomon, Terminate Salvation, Johnny Mnemonic, Ned Kelly, <gasps> Grease 2, Rat Race, Just My Luck, One Hour Photo, Frank, <laughs> The Beast, The Number 23, True Lies, Kevin and Perry Go Large, Hollywood Homicide, Mouse Hunt, The Beach, Green Lantern, Blue Velvet, Monster Brazilians, Enduring Love, I Give It a Year, and Ewoks, The Battle for Endo. Wow. Um, we <gasps> Told are you also- <laughs> We're also going to be doing I Can't Talk As Fast As Alice, but I'll do my best. We're also going to be covering all the classic films we talked about, which is, of course, Meet Me and Sit Louie, The Great Dictator, Gentlemen Prefer Bonds, Vertigo, and Breakfast at Tiffany's. We are also going to be covering the guest episodes we did, which are The Butterfly Effect, Jack Reacher, David Brent, Life on the Road, Swiss Army Man, Enough Said, Adam's Family Values, Funny Games, Just Friends, Jewel Focus, Above the Rim, Perfume, Batman Returns, Young Adam, 50-50, Lords of Dogtown, about time we are also to some extent going to be covering the guests and films that we did before alice came on board obviously (laughs) she can't (laughs) but i will i'm going to throw in because i think some of my choices um 
for the answers to the questions match the films we did uh, oh. in that in the in the pre Alice era or PA. I feel so isolated and left out. <laughs> or pre oh. or PA as we call it uh, or BA before Alice. Um, pre Alice <laughs> guests include Dirty Dancing. Well, pre Alice guest films include Dirty Dancing, Empire Records, From Dust Till Dawn, Crimson Peak, Lost Highway, Nocturnal Animals, The Holiday, and of course the replacements, which Alice Ooh. herself picked. Um, Fabulous film. <laughs> and then the other films we did as well were, of course, Starship Troopers, Young Frankenstein, Warrior, Austin Powers 1, The Good Girl, Away We Go, Almost Famous, Ferdinand, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, That's My Boy, Thank You for Smoking, Shutter Island, The Origins, and Cocktail. What a fabulous selection. What a films. We have phenomenal taste. Literally hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> films it is in this point. In there. So... <laughs> Let's get right stuck into it because we've got Let's a lot of questions it. to get oh, through. I'm so excited. Okay, so question number one. It's a biggie. It's up to me to ask this one. Alice will give her answer and then I'll give my answer. Uh, Alice, what is the best film or your oh. favourite film of all the films we've done? Oh, God. I mean, start how, off with a bang. How can someone answer this? You oh, just, you heard that I list, know. listeners. What a question. But. After a painstaking time trying to narrow this down to just one, my favourite film that we have covered on the podcast is... Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. Of course it is. I think if you go back to listen to that episode, how I spoke about it, I... I didn't have anything in the neg- in the dislikes category. We try and be balanced every time, don't we? We do. I didn't do. have anything. There is nothing that I dislike about that film. Actually, but the other thing you did, you said that, it was that too short. Video, it was well, it's too short. It was too short. Barely, not even an hour and a half. Um, so yeah, pop star never stop, never stopping. It's it just never fails to put a smile on my face. It's funny. It's musical. The Lonely Island guys are so talented. I absolutely love them. And the other thing as well, and the thing that made me like it even more was I went into that episode with that film as a a film I just wanted to talk about. Yeah. But I actually think it's really underrated. Like I think mm. it, it got something like a six point seven or something on IMDb. Wasn't, I was wasn't like, as um, that's criminal. Wasn't as high as 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 we thought it should be. It definitely went into the underrated vault, didn't it? Oh, definitely, because I would easily, hands down, give that like a 9, a 9.5. Yeah. Like, oh, it's brilliant. I love it. Pop start, never stop, never stopping. The best film we've done and one of the greatest films of all time. Now then, over to you, Josh. Out of all the films we have done on this podcast, which is the best? Which is your favourite? Which one gets you all hot under the collar when you think about it? So my favourite is... It's so hard. I don't. I, like, so <laughs> I don't. I it's can't. So, hard. so so I've. So there's. I lo- I still love the Mask of Zorro. It was. It was the first film we did after you came mm-hmm. on board. I still think it's like up there as one of the perfect blockbusters. The way that mm-hmm. M over at Verbal Diorama talks about the Mummy, I'm like that with them. I'm actually quite similar to that with both the Mummy and Men in Black. Yeah. But I think that Zorro is also in that category for me. I also. Um, I still really love Warrior, which is one of the ones we did before mm-hmm. you came on board. In terms of what I think the best film and my favourite film is, I can one. only pick one and I'm going to have to say, I think it's The Great Dictator. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just Left was, field, Josh. I, I, but you know what? That's a cool answer. Go on, tell was. me why. And, tell and me I know, more. And I know it's a classic, so that probably gives my answer away to maybe another question later on. But... 
I picked that because we'd never done a Charlie Chaplin film and I'd seen bits mm-hmm. of it on film programmes and things like that. And I thought, I wonder what that's and like. speech, yeah. It's famous yeah. speech and all that. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I'll probably enjoy it. I'll probably think it's okay. And I'll probably think it's definitely yeah. a classic. That film really sort of blew me away. Oh, when I mate, watched I it. am right there with you. I, I am right there with you. I <sighs> felt exactly the same. I didn't know I didn't know really what to expect. I didn't really know how I was gonna feel. But I just I just felt something oh, when I was I did. watching it. And I know? just watched it and I thought, how can something that's 80 years old yep. affect me mm-hmm. so much more than with so dodgy many... sound, oh. dodgy continuity, like it wasn't weird, perfect s- weird technically. Sets. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> stuff that you can tell is background cardboard. And yet, I just thought it was... I, honestly, it was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. Um, it's, it jumped into probably my top ten. That's how much I love that film. And there was a lot Amazing. of competition in my top ten. I, you know, I'm, whenever yeah. you have that sort of dinner party at a party question of what's your favourite film, I'm always one of these dickheads who goes, well, I just love films, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, and, like, oh, I couldn't possibly answer. Like, it's, you know, it's like picking between children except hundreds of millions of dollars worth of, <laughs> of films. Um, but it's always up there for me. Um, so, so, yeah, so... The Great Dictator for me, I just loved it. I thought it was amazing. And again, like you with Popstar, I really couldn't find anything wrong with it. Um, yeah, marvellous. That is a marvellous answer, Josh. We've started uh, strong, we have, listeners. We have, we and have that's started such, strong. Uh, uh, so, two comedies as well. Oh, indeed, yeah. yes. Um, so, oh, but kind of satirical both yeah, as well, aren't yeah. they, in a way? It's, like, it's weird how you could probably watch, you could make a weird double bill out of them. <gasps> You so could. Oh, I'm going to write an essay. And, and I'm writing like, a blog. I'm writing satire, a blog about this. Do satire of 40s versus noughties. 40s noughties parody. 40s noughties. Brilliant, Josh. Yeah. You're on a roll. What can I say? Uh, that was a strong start, listeners. I'm really pleased with how that went. So one of our subcategories was mm. if we picked a film, if our favourite film that we'd done wasn't, or no, sorry, was picked by us, then we would also choose a favourite film that the other person has picked. Yeah. Oh, I am so excited about this one. So Josh, <laughs> please tell me, what is your favourite film that I picked? So I was going through all of the films. I wrote them all down, which is the list we've just read off of. And I was going through prepping this. And it was, and again, it was really difficult to pick one. And I also, I didn't want to pick any that I had seen before. So there was a couple I was like, oh, I love that. For example, Enduring Love. I still really love Enduring Love. I think yeah. it's brilliant. So I thought I'm going to go with sort of Spirit of the Podcast. What's my favourite film that you pick that falls into the categories? And I have to say, okay. that film is... <laughs> In the Heart of the Sea. Oh, I, excellent I really choice. enjoyed it. I oh, really, brilliant. I it's thought phenomenal. it, yeah, it looked amazing. It sounded amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a really interesting way to tell a story in three parts. It was like three different yep. films. Yeah. Definitely underrated. Definitely underseen. Um, so underrated. I was, I was again, as I usually am, horrified at how low it yeah. got, considering how good it is. And I think it's a brilliant film. There aren't many films that either of us have picked that I, I'm, I've ever thought I'm going to watch that again because when you watch it for this you watch it with quite a critical eye and it's quite difficult yeah, sometimes making to, notes to then and stuff. go it's back it's quite and, clinical yeah. yeah yeah so but that that is one I probably would watch again oh um, epic I'm glad I'm glad I could bring that, that is that to what you just... thought I'd say what no I honestly had no idea <laughs> I had no idea I thought maybe maybe you'd go similar uh, as you did with The Great Dictator maybe pick one of the classic ones that yeah, I picked yeah. but no I didn't see that coming yeah, at all in the heart Ooh. of the sea so Alice 
Same question oh. to you. What is the what is your favourite film of all the films I picked? Well, I feel like you you could probably hazard a guess. I'm not going to ask you to, but I reckon you've probably got a good idea about this. But, you know, oh, maybe not. We'll see. But anyway, my favourite film, Josh, that you picked on the podcast is... True Lies. Really? Yeah. That, that I wouldn't have picked True Lies. So I was going through the list, and this was quite hard again because, you know, you've picked some pretty good films yeah, and you've, yeah. you've actually introduced me to a lot. Like, I don't know... I don't think there's very many of the films that you've picked that I have seen. No. Easy A, Stuart Life Backwards. I definitely saw those two. Um, Early but yeah, dolls. True Lies. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so True Lies, uh, it, you know, Arnie Cameron combo, always going to be a hit. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was funny. I thought it was clever. I thought it was technically brilliant. I thought it was sexy. Jamie Lee Curtis was just a babe. Like, oh, yeah. I just enjoyed it. It's a hell of a ride. Mm. And it was so much better and so much better such better quality than I anticipated. It's so funny. I pick, I mean, I picked that because I love it and I wanted to mm. revisit it, even though it's probably not on the scene, as, as, as people on social media pointed out, well, it's not on I, the scene. I do think you made a compelling argument, though, and I don't think, I don't think it is lumped in with the same films that came out around the same mm. time. And also, as I said on the episode, when I went to go and watch it, it is on none of the yeah. popular streaming channels. I got no. Now, Netflix, Amazon... I mean, and it if wasn't on, if it's not on Amazon. It wasn't on any of them. Like you literally can pay, like, well, you can pay weird. again. Because I looked for it on Amazon. I've got it on DVD, but I out yeah. of interest looked on Amazon. Um mm. and it wasn't even available to rent or buy. Yeah. So like no, you say. Not exactly. Weird. So I think that's yeah. a good argument for it being underseen. Okay. Because how how is how are modern audiences gonna get hold of it? Kids aren't buying DVDs. No. Do you no. know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Question number two, the ref the flip reverse of that question, the worst film or your least favourite film that we have done. Off you go. So the least, my least favourite film that we have done, I don't think this is going to come as much of a surprise to the listeners or to you. I was very vocal about this during the episode and I have been since when comparing it to other things. But it is 40 Days and 40 Nights. Um, very little. Well, ultimately, there's nothing can, that can redeem it because its bad mm. points are just too bad. Like yeah. it wasn't just a slightly naff story. It wasn't, you know, just lacking in maybe technical skill or whatever. Um, it was just, it was pretty grim. Like, it was pretty mm. horrible, you know, just a, a bunch of absolute dickheads being horrible to this, you know, not that much of a dickhead guy. And then his punishment at the end of it all is he gets raped by a woman and it's played off as a joke. And yeah, hilarious. That hated, is, it is funny. Like, I just yeah. hated the way that they dealt with it. And I think, mm. like you touched on in the episode as well, interesting concept. And I think you could definitely do something there if you and thought about it for five yeah. minutes. <laughs> that's the thing is, there is a nugget of an idea there where if you had that, you could do something with it that's not, oh, everyone in this film is literally a sex-crazed maniac. Yeah. And, you know, it's mainly the blokes, but even the bloke, even even the female characters or some of the female characters in it are, are so sex-motivated and sex-obsessed. It's crazy. Like, it's proper. It's it's so strange. It is. It, it was a strange film to revisit. Yeah, and it, not even, like, I... I'm all for people expressing their sexuality oh, and, you yeah. know, and being sexual and stuff, but it's the way that they dealt with it. It was all very forceful. Like it was these women, you know, locking Matt in a room, trying to get him, yeah. you know, to, to break his his vow and all this stuff. And it was just, they just dealt with it really, really poorly, I thought. But anyway, 
Oh, this is going to be interesting now. Josh, what's yours? What's your worst film? So my least favourite film or the worst film we, we did, um, Great Minds Think Alike, it is also 40 Days mm, and 40 Nights. Yeah. I think, unfortunately for the film, it's aged horribly. It was in mm. that post-American pie. Oh my God, this has been a success. So, you know, whenever a film has been a success, what Hollywood then does is goes, what if we just sort of make the same film but change it up a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. in post-American Pie, you then had all these sex-related comedies and this is one of them. And they've pretty much all aged really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, the You know, the objectification. There are things I can forgive. There are things I can forgive in the aging of the film. But considering if you compare sort of things like sexual liberation, gratification, representation in something like Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, which is 70 mm-hmm. years old, and yeah. this is 20 years old, that for me is not good enough. Um, mm. And... And it, and it missed the mark because I think there was an idea there. So unfortunately, yeah, I, I think same answer for both of us, which is good. 40 days and 40 nights. So moving on from the bad to the good now. And our next question, our next category is the best film chosen by a guest. Now, we've had some pretty sick guests on our podcast and they have chosen some pretty awesome films. So this was a tricky one. But it's Josh... Tough. Tell us, what is your favourite film that we've done on the podcast that was picked by a guest? My favourite film that we have done on the podcast picked by a guest was... The Replacements. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't. That was mean. That was mean. Oh, that was was... so mean. That (laughs) was so mean. mean. No, (laughs) I'm sorry, because it brought you on board, Alice. You came on and... No. Um, No, I mean, as we've said, I've enjoyed pretty much every film that the guests have picked. Mm-hmm. I've never like really had to bullshit my way through an episode or anything like that. And if I've ever had issues, we've always laughed about it with the guest. Um, I think that the best, that my favourite film um, was probably, actually, I would say Jewel. Oh, yeah, um, you, yeah, you I did I loved like that. it. That was I great. Really Andy Bush. I really enjoyed Andy Bush. Andy it. Bush. Shout um, out Andy Bush. Yeah, shout out Andy fabulous Bush. choice. So I, I loved fabulous Jewel. Choice. And I did. And I also um, really enjoyed um, Dirty Dancing. Oh, which we you, did, yeah. which we did before your time, because I'd never, I'd, I'd, I'd never, that was that was, that was P A B A. I'd never seen it before, and mm. I went in with probably, probably I went in with expectations, probably through a, a, a veil of um, toxic masculinity, thinking, yeah. "What the fuck's this?" And it was amazing. Really loved the film, yeah. and 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 yeah, it's definitely one of, and, and that is one I've watched since we did the episode, and mm. enjoyed it all the more for having watched it through that lens. Um, do you only get to you? pick one? You do only which one? Um, okay, I'll Jewel's probably say I will probably say Jewel. Would you say um, that Jewel is the Jewel in the Crown? <laughs> <sighs> And that was the day the podcast died. <laughs> um, yes, I think I'm going to go Jewel because yes. it was just, I, d- I did enjoy Dirty Dancing, but Jewel it really blew me away, actually. Like, I really yeah. did not expect it to be so good. That was yeah, one of those brilliant. films where I think I put it on late at night after my other half had gone to bed. You know, and you just think, mm. I'm not tired. And I was like, I've got stuff to do. Tell you what, I'll watch the film for the podcast. And yeah. I put it on. And I thought, I, I always try and watch the films in one go. But sometimes it's not always possible. And I think I thought, mm-hmm. I, I saw it was an hour and a half. And I thought, I'll watch 90 minutes of it. I'll watch 45 yeah. minutes of it. Mm. And I just watched it all. Yeah. And so I was absolutely hooked. And I yeah, really enjoyed it. It was a really, really good film. Um, what about you? So my favourite film that a guest has chosen is... 
Lords of Dogtown. Wow. Picked Lords by of Do- Drew from Rosellas. Drew from Rosellas. So for me, it was just the coolest. Like, you know, take me back to when I was 14, 15 years old. Those were the kind of lads I would have been hanging out with. But I think timing as well with this is very important because I watched it just as I was starting to learn to skateboard, like something yeah, yeah, that I decided did. to do, you know, as in when I was, well, 31 at the time, I think, when I was just, it was just something that I'd always wanted to do. Like it was something I never could do. I could roll a blade, you know, I can ice skate. My balance isn't terrible, but I had just never been able to stand on a skateboard. And I thought I really want to give it a go. So I started doing it. So then I see this film and I was just like, sick. Sick. Oh, yeah, I loved I think, it. I think the question on everybody's lips regarding this is, are you getting on with your skateboarding? So, so I can go, like, in a straight line. I think this is exactly where I was at when we did the episode. I can move in a straight line, but that's 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 as far as it goes. But there is there is a little skate park near me that I'm going to have to go and visit at some point, and it's only just got little ramps as well, so perfect yeah. for me. But I need a helmet. I need helmet and knee pads and elbow pads before I do any of that. <laughs> okay, so next question. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is the most pleasant surprise? What film gave you the most 
pleasant surprise. We're going to do least surprise as well. We'll come on to that. But first mm-hmm. of all, most pleasant surprise. The most pleasant surprise that I got from one of the films that we did was... It was Speed 2. Um, oh, wow. It just... It, you know, I hadn't seen it since I was very young. And then I saw the ratings that it got online and I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Is this film terrible? And I just misremember it. And I watched it and I was like, actually, nah. This is not as bad as people say it is. And we touched on that at the beginning of the episode and it's come up again because I'll never stop talking about Speed 2. So yeah, I reckon Speed 2 is the answer to that question for me. What about yourself, Josh? Which film were you the most pleasantly surprised by? The film I was most pleasantly surprised by was... Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Ah, yes. A yeah. great choice. When, great when, choice. When you pick that as a classic, obviously I completely understood why you picked it for the for the fact that Marilyn Monroe's in it and how, mm. how sort of iconic some of the things are in it. The the whole Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend sequence that everybody knows has been parodied time and time again. But I remember picking it, th- I remember you picking it thinking, I think this is going to be probably going to have aged horribly. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be maybe a bit of nothing, maybe a bit boring. And it was so much more entertaining and progressive mm. yep. than yep. I ever thought it was going to be. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Did also enjoy, uh, my choice is Gentleman for Poet Blondes, but I do also want to say I really enjoyed Cocktail uh, when we did that because I was expecting that to be rubbish. And again, that had a lot of good stuff in it that I really enjoyed. But yeah, most pleasant surpri- surprise is Gentlemen Prefer Blondes for me. Um, You've got to stop picking two films. You can't keep coming at me with two I know, films. I, know, I only we... picked one. I was, right, well, was painstaking, Josh. Painstaking gen- to just pick one. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Least pleasant surprise? Least pleasant surprise. So Tough this, one. This hurts me to say it, and I don't mean it in a harsh, horrible way that maybe it will come out. But The Brothers Solomon was Ooh. not as mm. funny as I had remembered yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time watching it, like, laughing out loud, crying, laughing, thinking, oh, my God, this is hilarious. So when I picked it for the podcast, I was like, awesome. Like, I, I don't pick that many comedies, really. Um, unless you count, like, Grease 2 and Speed 2, which we don't. Um, and I was just... I was just a bit disappointed. I like I wanted to love it. I was sat there just desperate to love it. It had some really great moments. The using St. Elmo's fire over and over and over again, I thought was brilliant <laughs> and beautiful. And Will Arnett, I think, is fabulous. But you know what? It just missed the mark a little bit and it just wasn't as funny as I remembered. So that unfortunately was my least pleasant surprise. And what about you, Josh? Right back at you. Which film was the most surprising, but in the most disappointing way? Uh, So not disappointing, but least pleasant surprise was Funny Games because, Milo, you put me through some shit there. Oh, really? Right? You you knew... That I was going to be disturbed by that film. We'd never met before. And there you are, picking funny games. Then you come on and you go on about what a psychologically damaging film it is. Well, it was, Milo. All right. It was good, though. That's funny. That's great that you picked that one. But you didn't Um, dislike the film, did you? No, no, I loved it. Mm. I loved the film, but fucking hell. Just can breathe afterwards. Jesus. Yeah, it was... was, Between that and Requiem for a Dream, which obviously we've not done on the podcast, are the two films I've come away from going... Similar, yeah. Jesus, yeah. like... I, I need mean, a cup of tea and all. Yeah, I need, yeah. I need a stiff drink yeah. <laughs> and a holiday after watching them. So, listeners, our next category is which film do we think is the most underrated? So, Josh, out of all the films we've done, it's the whole concept of the podcast. It so is. So we can't say all of them, even mm. though I'm sure that's how we feel about <laughs> most of them. You only get one. You only get one here, Josh. 
which film that we've done on the podcast do you think is the most underrated? So we've got three or four for this one. No, Shut no, I, I, your I, mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Um, I really wanted to say Green Lantern, but I was going through the critical reception for the films, having a little look at some of the ones I remember being particularly low scoring. And for me, the choice for this one is Mathematic. It can only be one film. And that film is Kevin and Perry Go Large. Ah, And the reason I say that is because it's the only time we've ever done a film that got zero. So surely, by definition, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's underrated because it got zero. Yeah, so, yeah, you've gone mathematical with it. So so Kevin and Perry Go Large got zero, but Ewoks was un... Oh, that's Un- true, yeah. That's unrated. True. But this this is interesting because if you go on Rotten Tomatoes and you have a look, the Kevin and Perry go large, it's 0%. Yeah. But Ewoks, it's just two hyphens. As Which if means it's not got enough ratings. No entry's ratings. been put there. Yeah. But then why is Kevin and Perry zero? Like Because it's got six reviews. <laughs> but so then I why just... is Ewoks a, a hyphen hyphen? Because I think, does it mean it's got, I think, I think Don't it know. has to have like What's five, does it, have to have, does it have to have five reviews to get I a rating? I have no idea. But it's yeah, zero, average, the zero um, of Kevin and Perry yeah. is pretty brutal. I think, you know, I've got a lot of affection for that film. It is flawed, like we talked about in the, in, in the episode, but it's not, it's not zero percent bad. So mathematically mm-hmm. for me, has to be Kevin and Perry go large. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? What is the most underrated film you think we've done? So you've gone mathematically. You've thought with your head. I've thought a little bit more with my heart. <laughs> I can see I where think, this is going. <laughs> I think the most underrated film that we have done is... Grease 2. Yep. <laughs> now, there's so many reasons for this, and I could go on. I'm not going to. If you want to know exactly what I think about Grease 2, please go back and listen to the episode. But basically, this film got annihilated the ratings are atrocious. It's something like 38% uh, by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Michelle Pfeiffer has said that she hates this film and I'm just not having any of it. Just because people went into it, this is what I believe, people went into it expecting something. They had a preconceived idea of what they wanted it to be because it was the sequel Mm. to Grease and when it wasn't that thing, they thought it was shit. It is not shit. It is a brilliant film. Stephanie Zanoni is a feminist icon. The songs are epic. It is... If you like Grease, I honestly don't know how you can watch Grease 2 and not like it. It is a better film than Grease. The messages are better. The songs are better. Michelle Pfeiffer is just divine. Ugh, yeah. For me, it's Grease 2. So glad I watched it again. I'm so glad I made you watch it. It's a brilliant (laughs) film. I'm honestly willing to die on this hill. Like, it is... Better than Grease 1. It's better than Grease 1. I honestly... I will say, and I said this in the episode, obviously I saw Grease 2 before I saw Grease 1, uh, which, you know, will mm. cloud my judgment a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Mm. But I just don't know how anyone who likes Grease, who likes the high school musical format, who likes Pink Ladies, T-Birds, whatever, can then watch Grease 2 and think it's bad. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get what planet you're living on. I don't get where that's coming from. Okay, so next question. Very similar to underrated, the other sort of part of the podcast that we do. What is the most underseen film that we've done. So we're not talking about ratings here. We're talking about awareness of the film, maybe a little bit of how it did financially. Alice, what do you reckon? What's the most underseen film we've done? So I am going to give this answer through my analysis because I do think it's underseen, but also given who is in it, I think enhances its underseenness, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So my choice for this category is Stuart A Life Backwards. Because you've got Tom Hardy, you've got Benedict Cumberbatch, two huge, huge actors now. And I still don't think people have seen this film. Like, one of their early things. And I I think it's brilliant. I think as well, was it straight to... 
it was a TV movie. It was a TV film, yeah. I think, yeah. So I yeah. think that, that makes it maybe a little bit less accessible yeah. for people. I think yeah. maybe the subject matter isn't super accessible as well. Like, if you're no. not into that sort of thing, that could be mm. quite a challenging watch. It's mm. not the sort of film you're going to watch for escapism. Yeah. So for me, Stuart Life Backwards. What about you, Josh? With all the films we've done so, on this podcast oh. about underseen films, which do you think is the most underseen film? So I tried to apply mathematics to this again, again. Similar, similar with again. underrated. And I came up with the answer of The Beast, right? Because by uh, definition, yes. we had a look yes. at it and it was it had like been on us for like 20 screens or something in America. I don't I don't think it was even... I think it was two. Was it something like that, was I it? Do, I, I don't so, know, but it was not many. So by definition, it's probably The Beast, but I can't yeah. bring myself to say The Beast because I have another answer that trumps it. Um, so the, you're, you're doing the double answer thing again, Josh. We're going to be here all I night, am, I tell we you. Are, we on. are, but What's your so, real answer? So the, uh, the answer that I've picked, and it's just because I've got such a soft spot for this film. The answer is Rain Over Me. Um, again, similarly to, to to your answer about Stuart Life backwards, you know, it's got Adam it's Sandler got in Adam it. Adam Sandler, it's got Don, Don Cheadle in it. Liv Tyler. It, Liv Tyler. It's got a few other people in it. Donald yeah. Sutherland, a couple of others yeah, as well. Yeah. And I think it's something that it's. I think it's a film. A lot. I think it would would take a lot of people by surprise. And I think, unfortunately, people pay, maybe don't touch it perhaps because Adam Sandler's in it. Quite interesting, there was a lot of buzz a couple of years ago because he did Uncut Gems and a lot of people mm. were thinking, oh, we should win his Oscar for this as if it's a given that every big actor should eventually win an Oscar. But, mm. and then, you know, he should, and I've not watched Uncut, Uncut Gems yet, so I can't comment on how good he is in that, but he's bloody brilliant in Rain Over Me. So most of the scene for me is, uh, is Rain Over Me. Okay, good answer. I think we come up with some good yeah. answers there. You, were, you first went with your head, but then you went yeah. with your heart. Yeah. I like yeah. it. So our next category is best performance. So who gave the best performance out of any of the films that we've seen? Another very, very difficult this category. Is difficult. This some is difficult. phenomenal actors in some phenomenal films that we've seen. But mm. Josh, for you, who who is the Alpha <sighs> Omega tough. of this it's, category? It's, who is the is, star? It is so tough. I want to give a couple of really quick shout outs. I'm not going to do them all, but <sighs> I want to, on, you know, Adam Sandler remain over me. I've already done that. I want to say Emma Stone in Easy A. I want to say mm. Tom Hardy in Legend and Stuart Life backwards, mm. but the winner, the winner for me for the best performance, oh. I'm gonna have to give it to Michael Sheen, the Damned United. Oh, oh I yes. think he is considering it's a real person. I know that doesn't always necessarily mean it is the best performance, but I think he's brilliant. I think he's yeah. so good in the Damned United. I mean, he really could almost be Brian Clough. Yep. Um, in that a film. Worthy so, winner. A yeah. worthy winner. So for winner. me, it is, it is Michael Sheen. What about you? I'm really intrigued to see what you say oh. about this. Have you got a couple or have you really, have you stuck to the one? I mean, th th there is so many that I could say, but I've been very strict about this and I have only made note of the it one person. It isn't Michelle Pfeiffer in Greece that, It's not Michelle Pfeiffer in Greece <laughs> <laughs> She was my number two. No. Well, Josh, we go from one Michael to another because for me, it's Michael Fassbender in Frank. Of course, yeah. An absolutely phenomenal performance in a very difficult situation, yeah. wearing a great big head and having to give meaning and emotion through that head yeah. with his physical presence. And then at the end of the film, when he loses the head, the shell, the husk of a man that he becomes is just so incredibly moving. Yeah. He, he is the reason that that film is hilarious and then also incredibly touching. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. I love Fassbender anyway, but in that, oh, sublime, Frank. 
two two different Michaels. One a very physical performance in a giant papier pas- mache head, and the other a guy playing a real person. Um, mm. But both brilliant, both brilliant performances. Anyway, next question. I'm so glad I get to ask this one because um, I think this is going to mean the most to you because of of your interests. You love your music. I mean, I, I love music, but you really love music. Um, and it's probably, I've got, I've, I, I'm going to anticipate this must have been one of the most difficult for you to answer. But Alice, what is the best soundtrack of any of the films that we've done? So at first, I need you to quantify for me, to explain to me what exactly you mean by soundtrack. Does this so include do I mean, songs like score, within? Songs, everything, everything, everything. Everything that comes in. So score and songs. Okay. Yeah, I'd say well, then, score and songs. Then I don't think it's going to be any surprise to you that it is pop star, never stop, <laughs> never stopping. <laughs> Every single song in that film is a banger. They sound like real songs. They're so clever. They're so funny. I, I, oh, they're just, the Lonely Island are just mm. brilliant and so talented. So I know I was saying before that, you know, I only had one answer for everything, but I did put pop star slash Grease 2. But no, pop star never stop, never <laughs> no, stopping. You can have it. But then, I've taken the piss. So you, you can have you can have that. But then for also kind of proper external over-the-top soundtrack, I yes. did put the beach down as well okay. because of Moby and because yeah. of All Saints Pure Shorts. Mm. But yeah, overall, pop star never stop, never stopping. Fantastic songs, brilliant. What about you, Josh? Best soundtrack. So, so I thought I thought you would say Popstar or Lords of Dogtown. I thought you'd say one of those two. I didn't know what, yeah. would, what would edge yeah. out real music from the 70s that's very much your era, the Doors mm. and all that, or, or, or your love for the Lonely Island. But there we go, it's the Lonely yeah. Island. Um, shout out to The Way Way Back. I think that's got a good soundtrack. But my answer has to be, it just has to be, Alice, The Commitments. Oh, of course. It, yes. I, you know, I like you soul, soul music. You love I like a bit soul, of soul music. I do. I know there's a All bit I of moments. I do oh. round, round, oh, fabulous. Love the commitments. The fact that they're really playing it there and there as well really the adds fact to they're that. They're kids. What are they, kids? Yeah, 18, yeah. 17 years old. That raw feel to it. It's sexy. It's it's sweaty. It's brilliant. Love the, love the sound of the commitments. Still listen to it to this day. So we've come to the last few categories now. And so, Josh, I will ask you, of all the films that we have done, which do you think has the best cinematography? I don't think you're going to predict that I say this. I'm going to say Terminator Salvation. Ah, So I really enjoy... There's a lot of films back then that get a lot of criticism for being grey and CGI. But I think that the cinematography and the look of that film really suits the world of the film, Mm -hmm. of all the films we've done. There's plenty I could have said, you know, I did. I still love Minority Report and it was a close run thing between Terminator and Natural Born Killers. Um, oh, but but yeah, Terminator Salvation, because I just think the way it's shot suits the world of the film. Plus the guy who shot it famously got a massive bollocking, so I'm going to award him this category. <laughs> um, anyway, Alice, what about you? Best Cinematography. Well, I'll be honest and up front with you, Josh, I'd forgotten about Natural Born Killers. Like, I hadn't hadn't (laughs) forgotten that we'd done it, but obviously I'd forgotten how impactful the cinematography is, because otherwise I may have considered that and probably chosen it. But I'm going to go with my first gut feeling, the one that I think expresses meaning in a place that is very difficult to express meaning. I've gone for Frank. Frank, that's up there for you, isn't it? That's up there for you. It's shot beautifully. I think the film is shot beautifully. The way he captures Michael Fassbender is is wonderful and all the band together and you get some beautiful, you know, countryside shots and beautiful gig shots and all this. It really does a good job at creating meaning, at making you feel something. Yes, Frank for me. 
Okay, next question. This is a tough one. This is a tough one, this. A film you changed your mind on. So what's a film that you might have... It doesn't even have to be one you picked, if it's one I'd picked that you'd seen before. What do you so, reckon? Film that you changed your mind on. Well, so this wasn't actually that difficult for me. So my answer to this question is Ned Kelly. So oh, wow. I don't know if you remember, but in the episode I said um, I'd tried watching it and I got course, about 20 yeah. minutes in and I couldn't go anymore. I was a bit bored. I was a bit annoyed at these really weird Irish accents. And then <laughs> when I actually sat down and was forced to watch it, I actually thought it was really good. And yeah. I really enjoyed it so much more than I thought I did. So I did a real 180 on that. So thank you so much for bringing that into my life. It's funny because Ned Kelly was almost on my list as oh. a film that I changed my mind from enjoying to not. Oh, really? Oh, it, and it's not that I, it's, not, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's that I remember first watching that, finding it really emotional. Mm. And then this time I found it a little boring in places. Yeah. But it's not my answer. Yeah. So, Josh, for you, what is a film that you have changed your mind on, whether for better or for worse? So a little shout out to one we did before you came on, which was Thank You for Smoking. That wasn't Are you going to shout out a yeah. film every single time? Yes, I am. Probably, yeah. But don't worry, that's not my answer. My answer is actually, I think I'm going to have to say, and this pains me to say it a little bit, but my answer is The Losers. Um, I picked The Losers because I remember it being this really cool, sleek, superhero, comic booky action film. And it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but I do think it's not aged as well as I uh, wanted it to have done. And I also mm -hmm. think, ultimately, I've probably been spoiled by the films that have come after it a little bit. Yeah. So for me, it's The Losers. So just four final ones now that we'll get through very quickly. Josh, best listener suggestion. Uh, for me, so I married an axe murderer. Really oh, enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was really funny. So yeah, that's 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 my answer for that one. What about you? Uh, gotta go with the beast. The be yeah, that was a yes. good one. That was a good one. But I just there was something about so I married axe murderer. I thought was really funny. Oh yes, um, both terrific choices. Another category that we do, Alice, best classic. Well, funnily enough, the Great Dictator. You've already touched on. <laughs> you've already have, touched I on have. how much you like it. I have, but that's I have. the one for me. It felt epic. It felt powerful. It, it entertained me in ways that I just wasn't anticipating. Mm -hmm. Got to be the great dictator. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, look, I've already been quite forthcoming with that one. My answer is the great dictator. Mm -hmm. So because I don't have another answer, really quickly, worst worst classic that we've done. I know we've not ooh, done that many. Uh, oh, worst. Um, I, I did think that Vertigo was a little bit boring. Right, Vertigo, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I also... Well, I also remember thinking it was a little boring and that it perhaps mm. didn't live up to its hype, which is almost impossible to live up to, to be fair, to the film yeah. Vertigo. Yeah, that's true. Mine is, um, I wasn't that bothered on Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, I thought it was a yeah, little, actually, yeah. I was a little bit, it left me a little bit like, I can understand, I can understand why it's so influential, but I was just a bit mm. like, nah, it's been done yeah. better. It's been done better since yeah. it came out. So it's and a before. difficult one. <laughs> and before, yeah, it was a difficult one, that. So what about Biggest Laugh, Josh? Which film made you laugh the most of all the films that we've done? I still have a good old chuckle to Evolution, but it's got to be, oh, it's yeah. got to be Popstar. Hell yeah. It's got to be Popstar. <laughs> it makes me laugh consistently. I've watched it more than once. I can't remember if I've watched it since we, we did it, but I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if I did because it's, yeah. it's a tight, less than 90 minutes bit of pure comedy genius. Mm -hmm. It's up there with Spinal Tap for yep. best film of that kind. What about you? Is it the same? 
Well, what do you think, Josh? If that's your answer, what do you think mine's going to be? Yes, it's pop star, never stop, never stopping again. So that, I think that has won three categories, three of the categories. Starting to pull out in front, isn't it? Pop star, never it stop, is, stopping. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, couldn't believe it. So uh, the reverse of that, and we won't dwell too much on this because we don't want to get too emotional our 100th episode, <laughs> but biggest cry. <laughs> Biggest cry, what film made you cry the most? Ah, uh, Rain Over Me. Like oh. that, it did get me. There was two, you know, two very prominent moments in that film yeah. that really, you know, had me shedding a few tears. So, yeah, yeah. I, I obviously, I considered Ewoks a little bit, but that was mostly a cry because of how nostalgic <laughs> it was. And I thought, does that really count? But Rain Over Me, yeah, definitely. What about you? It's, uh... Exactly the same. Get get me right in the feels, Rain Over Me. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, Cut and dry for me, that. There's not many others. I don't think it's the... I think it might be the only one that's actually made me cry. Um, so, Rain Over Me, absolutely... Not Ewoks? I, you didn't shed a, I, shed a tear when Sindel had to leave Wicket? Oh, anyway, no. moving on to the next round of questions. <laughs> um, so, we're going to move on now to some listener questions that we've been sent in. Before we do, Alice, is there anything you want to just shout out? Do you want to shout out any of the films that you like? Oh, gosh. No, I mean, you know that list that I said at the very beginning? Yeah. All of those. All of them. All, all, all of the them. films. Like, yeah. this has been... The whole experience has just been eye-opening and interesting, and it's yeah. made me... I've had to watch films that I never would have watched otherwise. I've revisited films that I thought I loved, and it turns out I didn't, or revisited films that I had really low expectations of, and they blew my mind. So, yeah, all of them. All the films. It's been a joy. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> same for me. Ones that particularly stand out in my memory, all I would say is Stardust, True Lies... Adam's Family Values and Swiss Army Man were all four films that I just think are stone cold Must say, actually, seeing as you mentioned Swiss Army Man, Swiss Army Man has now led me onto a Daniel Radcliffe like bender like I'm <laughs> I'm obsessed with him now if he's in something I will watch it Worshipping such... at the altar of Radcliffe Yes, yeah, because he picks such weird projects. Like, obviously, I, like, I wasn't, I'm not really into Harry Potter. I didn't grow up with it. I didn't watch all that stuff, so I didn't really rate him as an actor. But since then, I think, oh, my God, he's class. And the projects he picks are just so interesting. So I've always got time for a Daniel Radcliffe film. And there might be a few on my list coming in the future. <laughs> oh, my, I think my favourite thing with Daniel Radcliffe is that whole thing. Of, I've made my money. Do you know what I'm going to do now? Whatever, Whatever I want. Whatever I want. Whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. Um, and fair play to him because, you know, oh, yeah. a film where he's got guns stitched to his hands. Oh. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but wow, what a choice. Oh, mate, um, it's class. Okay, so let's move on to some questions we've had from our listeners and from some of our peers in the yes, podcasting world. Yes, thank you so much for getting yeah, in touch. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and, you know, I'll say this at the end again, but thank you so much. There's plenty of podcasts out there that have shown us a great deal of support. Particularly, thank you to the guys over at Top 10 Pods. This Week in Metropolis, Like to Like Things, Emmett Verbal Diorama, all of you guys, if ever you've shown us any support, thank you so much. We do try yeah, and support other podcasts it. where we can. We do Friends Day shout-outs. It's outs. rough you, out there, man. It's tough. It's a tough old game. So, let's see what they've got for us. I've not really had a massive look at these. I've got them in front of me. So, do you want to take the first one or should I? So, the first one I have written down here is, which film is the best conversation starter? Yes, now, that who is, sent that in? That is for the guys over at Sequel Pitch. So, ah. thank you very much to the guys over at Sequel Pitch. What do we think, then? Well, for me, this was quite an easy answer. There was one that came to my mind straight away because this film I remember watching and it was the film that was the most difficult for me to not rush away and look at the critical reception yeah. because it was a film that you'd picked so Ooh. I'm not meant to look at the critical reception yeah, so yeah. it was really hard for me to not do that. Oh, I'm so intrigued. But 
it's mouse hunt. Mouse hunt, yeah. Mouse hunt. Yeah. Because, because my expectations were so low, Josh. That nearly so made low. it into most then, underrated for me because I remember yeah. I was such a low score and then I remember the 0%. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's still, it's up there. I mean, what a film. I mean, I mean, I think oh, that's brilliant. up there with like a perfect family film, to be quite honest with you. It was um, great. Technically, it was just fabulous. You know how much I loved the mouse. Yeah. I thought there were some great physical performances in there and I couldn't wait to talk to you about it. What about you? Which one comes to mind when you so hear that? For me, I I really enjoyed unpicking just my look with you. Oh yeah, I oh, really enjoyed how how it was such a mess in terms of yeah. what or, what the <laughs> and I don't mean a mess like it was rubbish. There was good no, things about it, but the yeah. fact that we sat there and were going, if they had just picked an audience, this could have yeah. been a brilliant could have film. Been something. So I yeah. really unpicked that. However. The, my answer's got to be, I'm sorry, it's got to be Green Lantern. I was so excited yeah. to talk about Green yeah. Lantern. Really you could enjoyed, tell, actually, Really episodes, enjoyed talking yeah. about it. I was quite glad you had a fairly positive reaction to it. M from Verbal Diorama also got in touch. She wants to know, Josh, when are you going to admit to the genius of Grease 2? That's a fantastic <laughs> question, Em. Thanks for writing it's, in. It's, it's almost like you teamed up to get this question on the bloody recording, isn't Ew. it, both of you? Um, so, so I've got an answer. I've written a date down. My answer is, when will I admit the genius of Grease 2? Very simple answer, Alice. It's February the 30th, 2083. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh... No. We joke, we joke. I'll take it. Grease 2, Grease 2 is not as bad as, as everybody says it is. Um, That'll do. So I, I, I don't think it's genius, but it is underrated. So therefore it does mix with the, it does fit with the concept of the podcast. So rounding the episode off then, last question, probably probably oh, one of the best questions as well. This is a good one. We've had a question from Pavan Neal over at Top 10 of Anything. So Alive or Dead, what movie star would be on your bucket list guest? And what movie would you chat about? Ooh, tricky, tricky. You can have so, a couple. You can say a couple. For no, this. I'm not. I'm not. I t- listen. I take this seriously. There's only <laughs> ever one award. There is only one Oscar for best actor. Okay, so you're only getting True. one. True. Now I'm. I'm sure you all perhaps thought that Keanu Reeves would be at the top of this list, but I I gave it some real thought and I was trying to picture myself actually, you know either doing the podcast or kind of at the dinner party setting, who would I want there? Who would I want to speak to? Whose brain would I want to pick? And it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. Yeah, I just, Arnie. I would just have to. I I am fascinated by him as a man. I think he's incredible. And of course, I would just have to ask him a million questions about Terminator 2. <laughs> I would have to. <laughs> what would you um, ask him? What would you, if you could only ask him one question about Terminator 2, what would you ask him? Oh, God. The, the look of horror. Oh, just <laughs> on one your question. Face, I guess I would just want to know, does he like the film? Yeah. And is he, is yeah. he proud of it? Uh, he is must he proud be. I mean, it? Terminator 2, it's got to be up there with like, the best film he's made. And he famously yeah. says, I think it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, I might be getting him mixed up with someone else though, that he doesn't regret a single film he's done. Oh, oh, that's a nice, um, including a Batman nice way and Robin. To think, yeah, yeah. So it is a nice way. because ultimately, you know, I, I like that attitude. I think Christopher Walken's the same, where he sort of says, "It's all experience. Everything all is an experience." experience. And yeah. you know, let's be Just honest, do it. You're, you're bloody lucky to be a movie star. So yeah. you got to have some luck and good looks and, and and talent to get there, but also appreciate your success. So so why yeah. not? Yeah, so definitely Arnie for me. What about you, Josh? I'm interested to hear oh, your it was, answer. It was so difficult between it's I, a tricky to one, choose isn't it? between two. Both of mine are actually dead. 
Okay. So it was, it was a tie between Charlie Chaplin and the... Because uh, I want to talk to him about The Great Dictator. And it's Charlie yeah. Chaplin, isn't he? And if you think about... I'd love to, I'd love to speak to him now, you know, if he's in a better place or whatever you believe in and he's seen everything that's happened since then, what does he think of it? Yeah. But my answer, yeah. my answer has to be, um, and it's nothing to do with anything we've done on the podcast, but for my own personal um, satisfaction, it would have to be Heath Ledger. Oh. And, I, and I would have to speak to him about The Dark Knight and other films yeah. he's done as well, but I just love that film. It means so much yeah. to me. Um, it would be Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, yeah. Yeah, excellent answer. There we go. That's it. Josh, 100 episodes down. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you so yeah. much for sticking yeah. with us all this way to 100 episodes. Let us know what you think about some of those categories. Oh, yeah. I'd love Absolutely. to know some of your favourite films. What, what were you most disappointed about the films that we picked? <laughs> I'd love to know. Um, but yeah, just really want to express sincere thanks to yeah. everybody who listens, everybody who gets involved with us on social media, everyone who gets in touch. It's so much fun. We have such a good time doing this, as much as hard work as it is. It is a laugh and it should it be a laugh yeah, it and it is and my goodness what great taste we have in <laughs> films if i do say so myself josh exactly yeah so yeah just <laughs> just to echo to echo alice's point there um i mean i we we started this like I think I remember having initial conversations about this possibly in 2018 because I think it was mm. during the world, the last World Cup. That's how long yeah. ago it was we started talking about this. So, yes, yeah, serious thank yous to, to everybody. Thank you very much, of course, to the listeners for sticking with us. Um, massive thanks, of course, go to, to, to you, Alice. Um, you are an absolute joy to host this with. Thank you, <laughs> well, of course, yeah. again. To, to producer Abby, the work that you put into this podcast, it's incredible. And you're not seen, apart from that one episode you did, but you're not seen by everyone who interacts with us. So please know that we really appreciate your hard work. Thank you, of course, to the guys who started the podcast with me, Adam and Al. Thank you so much for starting out on, on this journey. Thank you very much to all the guests that have been on, you know, giving you time to come and speak to us about your favourite underrated so films. we've... We've been allowed to meet some of our favourite people some fantastic ever people. because of this podcast. It, it's what not, a joy yeah, that it, is. It is not, not an understatement to say I've been sitting there sometimes pinching myself thinking I'm getting to speak to these people who I've, yeah. whose careers yeah. I've followed and enjoyed particularly like their content and, and things mm. that they've put out and stuff like that. I mean, just incredible. So yeah, yep. um, we'll draw the episode to a close now. Thank you very much again to everyone I've just mentioned. Please stick with us. We'll still be putting episodes out every Tuesday. We'll have another episode in your feeds next week. I'm not going to plug the social media. You know where to find us. Um, <laughs> it's been 100 episodes, guys. You know where we are. <laughs> it's been 100 episodes. So all that remains to be said from both of us is a very sincere thank you. And we will see you next week. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.